This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hail cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I uh, knew you were going to ask me that question, Josh, and mm-hmm. I honestly don't know how to respond. Um, yep. On behalf of our listeners, I, I kind of want to maintain a positive attitude as best I can mm-hmm. in the midst of this very fraught Game Week 32. <laughs> you know, Things aren't really going according to plan at this point. <laughs> They could but, be worse. It's like every every good thing has like a little stinger to its tail, right? It's like, yeah. you know, it's like the goal and the assist from Aguero, uh, but then he's injured, you know? And it's like the yeah. the clean sheet from Palace, but they just got their good match out of the way. You know, it's like, <laughs> like all these. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, 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 de- the defensive rotations too, like um, clean sheet wipeouts for Manchester United and Chelsea, but, you mm-hmm. know, maybe you got lucky with a goal or an assist, depending on which defender you went for. So, yeah, good with the bad there as well. Totally. And so we're going to get into that in, in just a second here. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a strange podcast. Obviously, we have a lot more matches to go. Um, we're not even going to really talk about what's coming up over the next few days because there's just no point in predicting those matches. So we're, we're going to kind of do two things in this podcast. One is we're going to talk about Game Week 33. It's kind of a tricky one in some ways. It's, um, you know, for a lot of us who have been free hitting this week, it's we get our crummy teams back. You know, I was I was joking with uh, with somebody on Twitter yesterday that when I went back in and I looked at my team and you know, I was looking out on my phone and I was like, oh, I wonder how much money I have in my bank. I had literally no idea. Like you, you could have told <laughs> yeah. me, I just, it'd been two weeks. I'd forgotten. I, you know, I put yeah. in the free hit shift team a couple weeks ago. Like you could have told me I had 0.1 million or 4 million and I would have believed like any number, you know, so I got like 3 million. I don't know how I got there. <laughs> like I can't remember anymore. Um, oh my God, money bags over there. I know exactly. I'm not even sure how I'm going to be able to use it, but, um, yeah. so we're going to talk about that. We're also going to try to answer some, some big questions. You know, we've got just six game weeks left uh, in the season and, 
Um, I thought just by talking about even just like kind of like a lightning round style, just try to answer some of the big questions. We're going to try to predict uh, the golden boot winner. Um, <laughs> to, but I think it's actually important. Be, it's important to keep an eye on things like this because, I mean, we saw it today with Cardiff. You know, Cardiff, uh, we're also going to talk about relegated teams too. I mean, Cardiff um, played their hearts out today. I mean, you know, they were yes. an offside goal away from from getting at least a point, if not three, out of that match. Um, and you know, and there, you know, it's, it's good to know who is still fight, who has something to fight for. Um, I think the golden boot is kind of, it's on the other end of the spectrum is kind of important too, because I mean, if Aguero is, is in line for the golden boot, then he's maybe a player you want to think about for a triple captain down the line, you know, same with, um, Kane or even, you know, Sal or Mane for that matter. So, These strikers, um, they're very yeah. selfish. They, they love trophies. <laughs> they love, they love uh, individual trophies. That's what I makes mean, them so good. Wouldn't you? If you had a chance to yeah. win the Golden Boot, I would be jack like yeah, especially like if I was. I mean, Kane is like the perfect example of this. If he, if, you know, if he's like right there, because like they're kind of they're not going to win the league. Um, you know, if they get knocked out by Spurs, the Champions League, then that guy's just going to be going for it. You know, like he might mm-hmm. score three or four goals like in each of the last two games to make sure it happens. So, um, although you wouldn't know it on today's evidence, so um, yeah, so that's that's the pod. Um, Brandon, you had a quick note here. Uh, yeah, thank you. quick note. Yes, a special thank you to our friend Mystic Mia. Uh, she lives in Toledo, Ohio, but you would know her from the FPL community by all of her amazing designs. She runs a website called Third Eye FC, and you can go there and check out various prints and badges and enamel pins that she's designed herself and sells. And she also runs this really awesome and very competitive league for women who play FPL. And if you follow uh, Mia third IFC on Instagram, you'll see the high scores for this all women league every week. And they just destroy my score every week. (laughs) It seems very competitive, um, Mm -hmm. but it's just worth tuning in for Mia's uh, amazing design aesthetic. I love. So in honor of our 1 million download marker, Mia sent us in the mail, a couple of silkscreen prints and badges and stickers. So big thanks. Give her a follow. uh, Check it out. That's great. Yeah. And then the, in the, in the real point here is send us free stuff. We will shout you out on the podcast. So Keep that Indeed, in mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Game week 32, halfway through. So, you know, you and I both are on the free hit right now. We have 11 players who have played. Well, actually, I think you, I think it's, you have nine players who have played. And uh, I have 11 players who have played. <laughs> not by, not of, by I, design. Yeah, not by design. And I've got a couple subs. Like I have, you know, I got one point from, uh, from Jimenez and one from um, – and one from Hazard too, which I guess is true of a lot yeah. of us. So, so how, your game week, you're on 52 points. Is that right? Yeah, 52 points. And it was looking more dire yesterday after Saturday's lot. And I was on a red arrow dropping about 2000 spots. Mm-hmm. But Mr. Aspilicueta, my expensive uh, defender on my free hit, came through in a major way with his goal and somehow three bonus points, which is very difficult to do when you're on a yellow card. <laughs> yeah, but somehow yeah. I managed it. That kicks me up to 52, which now I'm on a green arrow by a matter of like 400 spots. So I'm still nice. in that 17K range. Um, but bad. I mean, lot, lot, lots of rants to talk about, which we will get to. But um, mm-hmm. the things that have worked out with my free hit so far would be, you know, the Manchester City clean sheet call with Ederson, yeah. uh, Crystal Palace defense. I went James Tompkins, six points there, and then Aguero captaincy. Beyond that, I don't have a lot to report uh, other than Dave, of course. So, mm-hmm. so much is going to be riding on these midweek fixtures for my overall rank. 
Yeah, same. I, I'm on 53 points. Uh, I also captained Aguero this game week. I, um, I really okay. So the, a couple. So I brought in Shaw for Lindelof, which definitely worked out well. It was it was painful to lose the the what ended up being five points, um, like right at the death of that game. But um, mm-hmm. uh, and I was sort of we were at the Black Horse yesterday with uh, with our patron friend AJ, and. Um, uh, and I was sort of like bemoaning it and, uh, I could tell it was kind of getting on your nerves. And so I kind of leaned into it just a little bit. Um, sure. but it was, uh, <laughs> it, it went on for uh, a good 10 minutes. So I must say <laughs> about, about 30 seconds, I think. But, uh, yeah, that was, I got some from Shaw, which, which feels like the, the real highlight of the game. I mean, today was a disaster. And, um, I think what was really frustrating and obviously hindsight 2020 and all that, but, um, you know, I was really debating between Kane and, um, between Kane and Rashford, Rashford. and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I decided ultimately to go with Kane. Um, and that move was looking fine. I mean, in the end, you know, Kane is down five points on Rashford. I mean, that, that could absolutely flip, you know, by midweek. Uh, but what, you know, what didn't work out there was I could have used that money to upgrade Montoya, one of my defenders, um, to, to, yeah. And like, and just like, it's, I was talking to you about this yesterday. It's like, it's one of those, like when you step away from it for a second, you're like, wait, I have a Brighton defender for mm-hmm. a free hit mm-hmm. ship. Like what the hell was I thinking? Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it feels like insanity. It's the, uh, yeah. It's the record scratch moment and freeze frame. You wait, <laughs> you're, like, you're, you might be wondering how I ended like, up here. I needed like, like some sort of common sense commissioner to just come in and like hit me on the side of the head and be like, don't have a Brighton defender. Come on. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's where I am. Uh, what was my point? Oh, so the point was, um, if I had done that, though, I would have been able to upgrade Montoya to Azpilicueta. Um, and that's something like a 15-point swing right there. Um, and yeah. that was actually – and that was looking fine until like what the 85th minute or something when, when Aspie scored. Um, I thought it was going to hurt me more than it did. His ownership is only looks to me like 25% in the top 10K. Uh, so right now it looks like I'm down 30 total spots. Um, I was 2740 wow. Yeah, twenty-seven forty-four to start the game week, and now I'm twenty-seven seventy-three. Um, it's t- it a little disappointing because I was actually up a few hundred spots yesterday. I still haven't cracked the top two K this season. I keep getting super close, and then I just get like knocked back a little bit. But yeah. still feeling good about it. Twenty-seven seventy-three with eleven players to play. I think I've got a decent chance of finishing on a green arrow this game week. Um, and in some ways, you know, Aguero not playing wouldn't be the worst situation because. Um, he is, you know, he's captained just overwhelmingly by managers in the top. I know about the top 10 K, but I bet if you stretch it, even the top 100 K, it'd be an overwhelming number. Um, and so if he doesn't play in that match, a lot of the triple captainers won't get triple points. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I, I actually wonder in the end, um, if it really, you know, how much I, how much I would miss out if Kane, you know, if Aguero didn't play. So, um, yeah, a lot to still play for though. Um, some, you know, obviously, uh, you know, night, hopefully a guy get a full 90 from Jimenez at midweek. Um, Hazard, we're going to talk about him in a minute. Um, one regret I have actually is that I didn't go Pogba to, uh, Marshall, which I was really thinking about. Um, mm-hmm. and that would actually would have allowed me to, to, swap Jimenez for Rashford. And in the end, I just got a little worried about Rashford. Um, when I, when I heard the Lukaku was actually traveling with the team, um, I got worried that they might, they might both start in that match, in which case I really didn't want to have Rashford. Cause I just don't think Rashford's very effective when he and Pogba play together up front. Um, but you know, in the end, Rashford played the full ninety and uh, and got the goal. There so. were so many traps associated with Manchester United on free hits. Uh, all of the very vague, lightweight injury news coming out with Lukaku or Rash- Rashford, Martial, all f- 
with, you know, classic international break flags. Yeah. The Lindelof issue with his children and still um, weirdly uh, vague news about his situation. So you do hope everything's okay yeah. with him. I, yeah. I think I'm going to chalk it up to laziness on my free hit where I just said, eh, screw it. I'm going to stick with Lindelof and um, easy, easy uh, straight swap to Luke Shaw. And um, I guess I was just feeling too much of the pressure and the grind from yeah. FPL Twitter where I thought, you know what, this is my bus team. Let's just roll with it. And you know, I, hindsight, a little stupid. Conte, another one of those 5 a.m. Uh, sure, whatever transfers. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he was on the bench, um, that was really rankling. So yeah. I'm hoping to see I wondered, him do something. I wondered if we were I wondered if we were gonna be able to record today. If if Asquita doesn't get that goal, I was I was like, well maybe maybe this is a Monday podcast. Uh <laughs> maybe like <laughs> a think, little too much fire from Brandon <laughs> if we ever uh, record today. I think that might be a good segue into our general rants of the week section, which we're moving up here in the running order because we're halfway through the week and a lot of things have gone the wrong way for managers. So yeah. let's just lean into all these rants. Let's do it. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll do a couple and then you do a couple. How does that sound, Brandon? Perfect. <clears throat> yes. All right. FPL team of the week says question for the both of you. What's the angriest you've ever gotten from fl- from playing fantasy premier league? Uh, FY or PS love the pod. Um, I thought a little bit about this question and after about 15 seconds, I was like, you know what? I've been so angry too many times that I care to count. So, um, I'm just going to take a pass on this question. Yeah. I was thinking of a moment. This is years ago now. I don't know if you remember this, but this was when I lived in my old apartment and it was a morning match and I did not captain Aguero. And it was, I think it was. I think Aguero was at Spurs, was at the old White Hart Lane. And uh, he scored, I think, four goals in the early match. And I remember just flopping down on the ground and just like rolling around. <laughs> I, was like, I mean, I was just uh-huh. like, it was more anguish than anger, though. I don't know if that really, it was, I started being like, I was so, it was like one of those like last minute captain swaps too, where I just, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah. But angry, that angry is a tricky one. You know, that's yeah. okay. The question is, do you get angry at players or angry at, angry at yourself? You know, like, do you get like for me, I internalize the anger. I get mad at myself, not at the people on the pitch. I think I do a little bit of both. I mean, the worst ones are uh, where the the correct solution is within touching distance. So mm-hmm. say the player who actually went off is first on your bench. And Mm -hmm. you're like, the points are right there. I can see them. I had that decision to make yesterday and it was the wrong one. That's when I think I get the most upset. The the hindsight ones, the one where it's it's within your control. But I'm sure I've been mad at players who missed open goals, um, choose the wrong pass, keepers Mm -hmm. who make silly mistakes. Um, Trying to remember uh, losing a Sunderland clean sheet because of some dumb mistake a couple years ago in injury time. And mm-hmm. you're kind of like, well, can't you just be good at your job? Um, <laughs> but of course, I think of that situation, of remem- remembering it correctly, I was watching the game on my phone at my own job. So I need to sometimes <laughs> turn the camera back on, on That's me. Exactly. I know. Exactly. I don't like to get mad at them usually because it's just, it's like, it's, you know, it's it, it, like it exposes how silly it is, the whole, the whole endeavor. You know, it's, I, I, yeah. been, we talked about this, I think, on a recent pod, maybe it was last week's, but I, it's something I do, I'm really trying to keep in mind, which is just that, there isn't like 
there's no like Rosetta Stone that you can just decipher that like like the games have to get played. Like people have to actually go out there in the pitch and score or not score or can keep a clean shirt. It's not like it's not a predetermined outcome. You know, where it's like, it's like, it's not like, you know, I don't know. It's not like some simulation that's run. It's like, it's human beings who go out there and play and you can just make the best decision. And, um, or, you know, I would try to make the best decision, but like, you, you don't really, you can't actually affect the outcome. And yeah. it's something I really even try to keep in mind because it's like, it doesn't matter how angry I get. It doesn't, doesn't affect what I have yeah. the pitch, you know, they can, so the players yeah. can't hear you through the TV. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, all right. So next one is from, uh, Chris day Carey says rage mode engage. Can I please have an end of the season now? I'm like the reverse Midas. Everything I touch is turned to lead. At least I have the honest opinion of you both to keep my head above water. Thank you for that. Roll on 2019, 20. Jeez. That's like a rant that turned into like a kind of happy optimism there at the end. I know that was the the true Midas touch there, Chris. You yeah, you took your rant, rant, you touched <laughs> humble rant, just <laughs> invented a new kind of rant. That's amazing. Uh, next rant here comes from our producer Jeff Husby. Luckily, this is a double game week. Gives me a chance now to actually get a normal game week score. <laughs> yeah, I, I find 50, that very funny. Yeah, that is, I know fifty three is not too bad. I guess uh, Red Dagger at Slack says H A Z A R D. I hate you. Discuss, please. Now we can't. We can't go any more on Hazard, can we? I mean, it's yeah. how much more can I say? I mean, I spent like twenty minutes on like both the last two podcasts talking about how much I. I mean, the moment. Did you see the moment after Cardiff scores where he was getting ready to come to the pitch and he's just running and just laughing, like just chuckling, <laughs> like talking to somebody. I mean, he could not have cared less about what was yeah. going on in the game. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, the, you know, he is so checked out. It's. I hate that I have him in my squad. It's a lame duck session for Eden Hazard right now. Yeah, I think yeah. I still stand by the pick that we made on our free hits. But, I mean, the question was raised whether it was last week or a couple of weeks ago. If we're considering Hazard for our free hit, are you suggesting that we can trust him? Emphatically, no. I I, nope. I knew we couldn't trust him. This was definitely in the cards. It could have happened. It has happened. Yeah. Uh, the, so here we are. Yeah. The upside is they have a match in 33. They have a, they have a midweek match in 32. Decent chance he might have been rested for one of those. So you kind of get the rest out of the way, right? Because I've got yeah. a, my free hit team and my regular team. So, um, you know, so in the end, I think it is uh, it is what it is, you know. And the it's midweek like a, match yeah. is a home match at the bridge where Chelsea performed much better. And they are against you know, Brighton, who we were mentioning earlier, Josh. Uh, mm-hmm. Pure comedy when you find that you have a Brighton defender in your team. So, <laughs> yeah. yep. Could be, I know could be a good Montoya. I don't even know what he looks like. I don't know what his. I had to look up his number on Wikipedia just so I could track it yesterday. Uh, all right, uh, next question uh, or rant is from Milovan uh, Todorovic. She says, "I've got three Chelsea players and four points. Camarasa as the first sub." Exactly like what I was saying when the points are within your grasp and there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, at least you could say, Milivan, that Camaras is done. His game week story has been written. Your Chelsea players, though you might not be really high on them right now, the story is not uh, entirely written yet. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's why they have a second game, don't they? Cardiff? He could still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love how I, I just assume that the story is completely written because they're playing at the Etihad on Wednesday. And, um, you know, I it's just like believe there's points, no chance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically a single game week for your Cardiff players. But yes, I stand corrected. All right. A couple more rants here. 
Yeah, uh, second to last, penultimate rant from Ryan Dika, who asks or says, what do you think is the best tagline for official FPL? I'll go first. Should have, could have, would have. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think maybe I'll maybe I'll try this tagline for official FPL, uh, like like the Got Milk campaign. Just mm-hmm. simple font, black and white. Got hindsight? Question mark. <laughs> I'll go with uh, too long. Didn't play. Um, the uh, <laughs> which is I think the, true about half the managers in the game. They you know no, yeah. it, it takes it takes a real dedication to last thirty eight weeks. You know it's a, it's yeah. a long season. That's a special slogan for our friends at the FPL Reddit thread, uh, which every article is accompanied by a too long didn't read summary, which I truly appreciate. <laughs> true. Yeah. All right. Last yeah. rant of this section comes from full time banter. Red arrows now since game week 28 when I was 65K overall. That's five in a row down to 208K at the moment, wow. all because I feel I've gone against my own logic and gut feeling and gone with the Twitter template through fear of missing out lessons. Uh, to be learnt for the next season, mute Twitter, form over fixtures, and Hazard is a troll. This is something <laughs> that, that has been coming up a lot recently of people feeling like they've been their opinion has been swayed by the general conversation that's happening online. Yeah. Um, you know that that's definitely a real thing and something that you you want to keep in check. And I hope that's something that you and I try and do on the pod is we just try to present the thoughts and feelings of two guys. We, yep. uh, yeah, I don't, I do not want people to go to anyone for, uh, for the correct answer. Just as you were saying, Josh, there is no Rosetta Stone. No one knows. So you kind of do have to trust yourself a bit more than you do. Yep. Yeah. I, yep. I, I, it's, it's helpful to find advice there, but yeah, I think that, I mean, the fact that, I mean, you know, you could, you could make like a starting 11 of players that like people like Bernardo Silva, who are just, who are just, okay. Like, I mean, you know, it's not, it, Again, like Hazard came through, Marcus Rashford came through, the the Crystal Palace defense came through, the Man City defense came through. So did, you know, you know Luke Shaw, even who was being talked about a lot near the end. I mean, that was kind of the Twitter template in some ways, you know. So there's you know a couple players didn't for sure, but um, you know I think it's a. Uh, I don't know. I, I think you know. Yeah, I think that's a very a that's very well put. I think that I think that's fair. You, I mean, like all things in life, right, Josh? It has to be mm-hmm. done in moderation with balance. Yep. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Like dip your toe in, and then and then and then make your own decisions. Uh, all right, Brandon. Uh, just before we get into the first part of the podcast, a couple of Patreon thank yous. I uh, once again just mentioned. I mentioned it briefly earlier, but uh, we had a really great time meeting AJ, who's a patron. Um, and then uh, we were there also with um, with Danny and Brandon, uh, Danny being another patron. And uh, our friend Jazz was at the was at the Black Horse too, bought us some shots. Jazz so. is the man. Thank you for the shots, <laughs> dude. Uh, we have a, new, a couple of new patrons uh, at the Ambikani level. Uh, Sharam, uh, sh- excuse me, Sharam Datar, Stephen McCauley, Ben John, Nick Matthews, and Nick Mountford. Uh, thank you to all of our new Ambikani patrons. Um, if you like the podcast, if you want bonus podcasts, if you just like us and want to support the work that we do to put this podcast out every week, then go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Uh, and uh, even a small pledge and a way to say thank you, uh, will give you access to our Slack and uh, get you access to, uh, you know, the weekly podcast that we do for our patrons every week. Um, so, um, yeah, and we have uh, leagues and we have uh, T-shirts and all kinds of giveaways, stuff like that, too. So uh, always cheating, uh, pa- excuse me, patreon.com slash always cheating is where you can go to find that. Um, Brandon. Let's get into the podcast. Okay, let's do it. We'll take a quick break, come back, and talk about unanswered questions for this season. 
All right, Brandon, we got a couple unanswered questions here. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. First question is one we've been dodging for a little while, but I think now that we've got <laughs> six weeks to go, we should probably talk about it a little bit more. Um, yes. J- yes, it's uh, about the triple captain. All right, got a couple mm-hmm. questions here. Jaron Chata says, objectively, where do you see the best use of the triple captainship? Uh, FPL Hunch says, triple captain, still need to use. I need two goals from triple captain to win my mini league. How can you possibly know that, Hunch? How can <laughs> yeah. you know that? He's got um, a hunch. <laughs> and then Ravel, um, Raven Zoo says, is Triple Captain Murray Game Week 34 Madness or okay? I'm going to take the last one first, Brandon, and that is okay. Madness. You can never trust yes. Murray to start two matches in, in one game. No, yeah. The fact that Mur- Glenn Murray is super old is your first problem. I mean, yep. it, it, it is degrees of madness with Brighton in Game Week 34 because yep. um, we won't be able to the, – the standard – strategy is to bench boost in 35 so we won't be able to triple captain right that's why triple captain becomes kind of interesting on brighton in 34 because they have a double game week and it's both home yeah. matches bournemouth cardiff so now you have to d- decide the degree of madness between glenn murray who surely won't start two matches in a week versus somebody like matt ryan or shane duffy is that yeah. also mad yeah um yes it is mad <laughs> Yeah. so <laughs> I, I mean uh, the duffy uh, the duffy double is a fun idea um uh-huh. i will definitely have duffy in my gaming 34 wildcard yeah but i mean no montoya you've had your fill already yeah i'll pay the premium for for duffy i <laughs> i wasn't impressed by the player who i couldn't recognize in the pitch it's like going from a 20 inch tv to like a 24 inch tv that's the upgrade <laughs> that you're getting montoya to duffy but still not that big but it's like yeah, it's better yeah. um so okay, here's here's where I am leaning right now. Uh, Harry Kane in game week thirty eight. Uh, okay, very good chance that Spurs are not in the Champions League at that point. Uh, very good chance that he is still competing for the Golden Boot. He may be a couple goals down at that point as well. Um, mm-hmm. Harry Kane always plays when he's healthy, so there's no chance. Game week thirty eight is a tricky game week to play a chip. Um, I played a bench boost last year, and it was a freaking disaster. <laughs> uh, in 38, like four of my players just didn't play at all. Um, so don't play your bench boost in 38. But I think that Kane will play in that game, and game yeah. week 38s tend to be, you know, like kind of wild goal fests, you know. And uh-huh. Everton will be thoroughly mid-table on the beach in game week 38. They'll have nothing to play for, really. Although they have played well the last couple of game weeks, to be fair. Um, I think that's, that's, that's one that I like. Um, I think that... Um, Man United play Cardiff at home. Cardiff's, you know, story may, may be written by then uh, yes. in game week 38. Um, yep. I think you could uh, – the other – okay, I'll, I'll let you talk in a second here, Brandon. <laughs> but um, I think the other – I think any of the final three matches for Man City uh, are, are contenders too. And I think what you'd want to do there is just you'd have to play the rest game. Like if, yeah. if Aguero gets rested, you know, in a Champions League match or in game week 36 or, you know, like – it's like you want them after the rest game, you know, mm-hmm. like so that's why I don't I don't necessarily want to pick one yet, but I could I could see going with Aguero in like 37 at home, you know, yeah. or, um, you know, even 38 away to Brighton. Um, yeah. Although I, I do think I mean, what do you think? Aguero in 38 away to Brighton or Kane at home to Everton in game week 38? I, Which one do you I like honestly about? really like the home match for game week 38 and Spurs. We're going to see how they play midweek in their new stadium. And yeah. it's going to be party time. Them closing out the season. Hopefully they're still in the top four and it won't be right. It won't be a really sad time for them. But then the yep. same goes for Manchester United playing home Cardiff. Um 
again, kind of difficult to predict if they're going to end up in the top four by the end of the season. But say they are, they just have so much to celebrate. They have a new beloved manager. They'll be yep. playing at home against a team that I would predict would be relegated at this time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I like that. It's The triple captain in seasons past, we've always played it on a double game week. This season has just been a little off because the way the strategy unfolded was we we're free hitting in a double game week instead yeah. of a blank. Uh, you know, a handful of you out there are on triple captain, and I'd feel pretty good if I were you, uh, assuming you triple captained Aguero. But now I think because we're not playing it in a double game week, I agree that it's game weeks 36 through 38, and you just play it based on feel and rotation predicted lineups. Yep. There's there's real no hard, fast answer here. It's a fun, Yeah, it's weird to hold on to it that late, but I, I think that might be the right strategy. Um, and so, yeah, so I guess the answer is that I'm not I'm not picking a game week yet because I don't have to and you can't make me. Um, and <laughs> I also think I also think it's worthwhile to um, to just see where everybody is, you know, mm-hmm. and I just love what a great fun thing to be able to go into game week 38 and just still have this chip. It's like it's like a guaranteed. I mean, OK, it didn't work out with like Sane and 25, but like in general, have you like any week you deploy a chip is like a very, is a very good chance you're going to get a green arrow, you know? And it's just, it's like, it's a way to end the season on a high note. Um, And even if it doesn't work out, at least you like, you have some, you have to look forward to, you know, as you head into game week 38. Okay. So as you mentioned, Josh, we're considering the golden boot race in the triple captain decision and Sergio Aguero after his exploits this weekend, he's now two up on everyone with 19 goals and tied in second place, all on 17 goals. We've got Aubameyang, Harry Kane, Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, and then uh, the list goes on from there. Raheem Sterling on 15, Hazard on 13, Jamie Vardy yeah. 13, and so on. Uh, yeah, so Aguero is kind of jumping out here. At, if he can stay healthy, is going to continue scoring because those individual trophies, baby. Yeah. What do you think? You think it's going to be uh, who, who's going to win the Golden Boot, Brandon? I'm going to ask you that just straight up. I predict Aguero will. Uh, yeah. Again, with that caveat that he remains healthy, I think that Arsenal's form, I guess we'll we'll know more after Arsenal's Monday fixture against Newcastle. But they're kind of tapering off as is Aubameyang. Harry Kane might be the only real threat to Aguero, just two goals behind. And you know, Harry's been known to bag hat tricks left and right. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at the form of Mane, he's the most informed player at Liverpool, but he is a mercurial player. If he's mm-hmm. able to overperform his stats throughout the uh, rest of the season, seems really doubtful. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's between Kane and Aguero right now. You have to give Aguero the leg up just because City's form is so uh, enticing. Yeah, I think it's I think it's close. I, I think we'll know more at midweek, too. I, I really want to see how um, Spurs play in the new stadium. Um, because I mean, right out White Hart Lane, yeah, the old stadium used to be an incredible place for, you know, like that, like the last, like maybe what, two seasons they were there. I mean, they were just mm-hmm. destroying people at home. It was like, yeah, you know, particularly right near when, the end of the season. Yeah. Right. When the, um, the, the alley, um, by the way, Erickson is so slow now. I don't know if it's <laughs> like all of the minutes he played in the off season. Yeah. Uh, all the injuries he's had this year. I mean, he, his slowness is a like actual problem for this team. And yeah. I think they actually could have won if he wasn't so slow. Um, I yeah. know he, he lucked into an assist today, but man, he and not lucked into it. It was a good pass, but, um, yeah, I feel like he could have pulled the strings in that match. I, I thought Liverpool were kind of tight and, uh, 
and they needed like I, I don't know like I feel like a commanding floor general you know really could have uh, a pitch yeah, general I whatever you know totally agree the game. dynamism is kind of uh, left that midfield with his his downing tools but yeah he, the fact that he carried Denmark through into and uh, through the World Cup probably does have something to do with it. Yeah, it's got to. Yeah, just so many minutes. Uh, all right, Brennan, top four. Who's going to finish top four? Right now we've got Liverpool, Man City. Uh, by the way, I, I agree with you, and I'm going to – I'm actually going to pick Kane, though. I'm gonna, I, I think Kane, even though he's two back on Aguero, is going to win the golden boot. I, I think that Man City have more have higher stakes this year, and there's a good chance they could actually win the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to beat Spurs in the quarterfinals. Um, and I just think that there's multiple rest opportunities for him, um, especially with some of their easy fixtures down the line. So I just think that Kane's yeah. going to get more minutes and that's going to give him a good edge point. To, that's to. a good point. And the only trophy that Harry Kane will ever win throughout his career are various golden <laughs> so boots sad. in different tournaments. Do wait till he goes to Real Madrid in three years. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So moving on to uh, top four. Are who we think will finish top four. It's a little tricky right now with all the games in hand, but uh, we've got Liverpool, Man City, Spurs, and Man United are in fourth right now. And obviously we know about Liverpool, Man City. They're both going to finish top four. They've got a four-way tie right now. Um, yeah. Or not four-way tie, but it's almost a four-way tie. We've got uh, Spurs, Man United on thirty on 61, Arsenal and Chelsea on 60, um, although Arsenal do have a game in hand on them. So they could actually go into third if they win, uh, if they beat Newcastle tomorrow. Who's finishing top four, Brennan? I think you go – I think the table is set for uh, for my money. I think it's Spurs and United. Spurs presumably get a lift by moving into their new home. The fans are going to really be backing them to perform. Mm-hmm. United, it just seems like – I don't know. From a narrative standpoint, it just seems preordained that they finish yeah. in the top four having had a great season. Chelsea look like they're done. I mean, they managed to rob Cardiff City today, but yeah. it appears everyone hates everyone in that club and they're <laughs> winning despite themselves. Arsenal, it's yeah, true. kind of a wild card. Yeah. The fact that, yeah, as you say, if they win tomorrow, they're, they're uh, third place with the bullet is kind of crazy, but you just yeah. wonder if they have enough form and depth a- of squad to keep it going. That is, the, yeah, and they are in the Europa League uh, quarterfinals as well. I mean, think about Arsenal's, they... Actually, much like Spurs, neither team have like a hard match left. Actually, Spurs, now Spurs do play away to Man City still, um, but Arsenal—it's you know Newcastle, Everton, Watford, Palace, Wolves, Leicester, uh, Brighton, Burnley. I mean, they don't even play a top six team the rest of the season. Um, yeah. It wouldn't, you know. I mean, they, they has, there's just a lot of. I mean, they say they have eight matches left. I mean, you know, they could finish on you know like I don't know twenty out of twenty four points or something like that. That's um, true. And both United yeah. and Spurs have City to play. Uh, so right. they there are some obstacles for them. Yeah, it, man, it's going to be really tight, right? But yeah. you, you wonder, this is like the situation that Manchester United found themselves in, was it last season, when they just favored the Europa League to get the yeah. Champions League spot? You could say it's within Arsenal's grasp, as it is Chelsea's maybe, to win the Europa League trophy. Yeah. And maybe I they just th- forego the top four discussion. I agree with you about Chelsea. I actually think it's uh, I think Arsenal and Man United are the are the the two that join Liverpool, and Man City in the Champions League next year. And I think the Spurs are Spurs finishing fifth. Wow, what a disaster! That would be a disaster. Uh, but that's I don't know. I just they're just not. It's not working right now. I don't know. If, yeah. They all just played too many minutes last summer. Maybe I don't know. It's like and also like it's the same squad. I mean, nothing has changed in that team. And mm-hmm. 
you know, it's uh, it's got to be affecting them a little bit. They, it feels like they need some fresh blood in there. Uh, the Lucas Mora did play well today. All right, Brandon, final big, I don't know, theoretical question here. Um, <laughs> bottom three, uh, yeah. <laughs> final non-FPL question. Uh, bottom three, what's going to happen? Well, Cardiff the fact that, 18th, yeah. Fulham in 19th, Huddersfield in 20th. Well, two don't even need to be discussed. Huddersfield, it was kind of hilarious. We were having a great time at the Black Horse, and suddenly I turn around and I see there's a giant R next to Huddersfield's name in the table. Like, whoa, they're done. Like, that's it's they're officially relegated. Man, that happened quickly. So yep. they're done. Fulham, definitely done. Cardiff, I'm starting to think we've been talking a lot about how Neil Warnock is himself a warlock and he is out there casting various spells. Maybe I'm starting to think that there's actually a warlock out there who has cursed Neil Warnock yeah. for his Maybe lot he cast the spell like into a mirror and it rebounded and hit him, you know, <laughs> like a, I don't know. That's the bad curse luck, rebounded man. like Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. So is there but, any chance? I mean, the one that I'm interested in here, I guess, is the is you know, Cardiff, Burnley, Southampton, Brighton. So Cardiff, I mean, God, what a heartbreaker. Also, it kind of ruins the relegation battle a little bit. I mean, Cardiff do have a game in hand on on Burnley and um, God, and actually Brighton should be fine too because they actually have two games in hand still. So it's Southampton, Burnley, Cardiff are kind of right there. But Cardiff are five back and they the game in hand is a Man City match. So you expect them to lose that match, especially on yeah. the road. Um, so, I mean, can they make up five points with six matches to go? It seems... Hard to believe. The one thing that you would point to would be Burnley's remaining schedule, though their win this weekend was huge. They do have to play Wolves, Chelsea, City, Everton, Arsenal. Uh, and yeah. Bournemouth, for that matter, is going to be a tough match. These are these yeah. are all tough matches for them. Yeah. So if anyone yeah. is going to drop below Cardiff, I think Burnley will be the team. So that just underlines yeah. how huge the results were this weekend for Burnley fans. That's true. So, yeah, I mean, they may only win one of those matches, right? They may just win yeah. the Cardiff match at home. And even that match is, that's like a six-pointer, right? I mean, if, if Cardiff win that match, it's it's on, you know? Yeah. Like, it's it's yeah. a real race. So, yeah. uh, God, that's going to be a great match. That's game week 34. That's That'll be a fun one. Um, yeah, I think you're right, though. I, you, you would expect them to lose away to Bournemouth, expect them to lose to Chelsea, Man City, Everton, and Arsenal. So, um yeah, maybe it's still on, but I mean, again, that 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 does require Cardiff to have to to win some of their matches, and they still have to play Liverpool. They play Man City away. They play Burnley, as we just talked about, Brighton away, uh, Man United away in the final day of the season. Um, mm-hmm. It's tricky, you know. I mean, you don't see a lot of wins there. So this is taking me back to the triple captain discussion. Harry Kane home, new stadium, game week thirty four against a relegated Huddersfield. Yep. Uh, interesting. So I'm stroking my beard right now. Yeah, it would. You just you wouldn't be able to play your wild card. You have to wild card, I guess, in 35, and then bench boost in a single game week. That's the only right, issue right, right. There. True, true. Yeah, that's that's what makes it. I know. I love that. Otherwise, if you've already wild carded, um, I love the cane. Although that that Huddersfield match is going to be wrapped around some Champions League matches, right? So. Yeah, I don't know. It just depends on whether he needs rest or not. I don't really understand the way King gets rested or not. Right? It's like he has to like break his ankle to get rested. You know, it's like the only like it's like he goes and goes and goes until he hurts his ankle too much, and then he takes like six weeks off. Yeah. 
So have we answered all these unanswerable questions? I feel like oh, we, we didn't have. even answer that one. Um, I I oh. think the card of <laughs> I think the card of go down. I think it's just too tight. If they'd won today, I might have favored them a little bit. But I think I think today was the was the match they had to win. At the risk of alienating all of our Welsh listeners, I look at Cardiff and I say, no, thanks. We're good. I mean, I feel that way about Burnley and Southampton, too, though. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Brighton, for that matter. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, Brandon, that's enough non-fantasy talk, uh, although I hope it was useful. I think it is good to know where everybody stands in order to figure out who you want to actually bring into your squad. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to look ahead to Game Week 33. Josh, as you know, it's time for us to talk about our good friends at Starting Eleven. Starting Eleven, it's the live Premier League fantasy app that you can play for free or for cash prizes. This app is available for your iPhone or Android device. We're talking about unanswerable questions. And the question that really is unanswered is how much fun will you have playing Starting Eleven? Well, what is I? I it's in the realm of pure math, Brandon. I mean, it's like I can't... Uh, you know, a supercomputer has not been built yet that can calculate how much fun I have. <laughs> All right. Here is how you go about having fun on the Starting Eleven app. Any day in which there are two or more Premier League matches, you can pick the best 11-man squad with no budgetary restrictions. You even set a captain that gets double points, just like an FPL. You will already have the hang of this game even before you pick it up. Starting Eleven makes you lets you do cool things that you can't do in FPL, like make substitutions on the fly in real time, just like you're a real life manager. So pick up the app, join thousands of players who are playing worldwide, competing for cash and pride with the English Premier League. For the iOS, cash games are now live in the UK, US, Canada, and Germany. If you're playing on an Android device, you can also play for cash in the UK. Or Josh, just pick up that app and play for free wherever you are. Where can I go for more information? You can go to starting11.io to learn more. They also have video tutorials there. Brandon, I was just marveling how professional you were with that. The way you just talked about starting 11, you just you really, it's, it's <laughs> you, you can only be that professional when you really believe in the app, yeah. right? Are you and saying that's, that's that I what, should quit the for. Always Cheating podcast and go become a professional ad man? I should move to Madison yeah. Avenue and just possibly do ads. a Possibly a professional daily fantasy gambler. I don't know. One of the two. <laughs> yeah. You know, both, both options are there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As we said, starting 11, it's, it's a great uh, way to play if you love FPL. So don't waste your money gambling on things that you frankly don't understand. Be smart. Here's a game that you probably do. Brandon, we are back. Lightning round time. Game week 33 time. It's a weird one. We're all back with our crummy, weird single game week, <laughs> you know, blank game week teams. None of us want Here, this. Here's the way I'm looking at it, though. It's not yeah. for me. I'm not viewing it as bad news. It's like you on the free hit leading into this huge double game week, even if you weren't on a free hit. It was a lot of work. There was a lot of information mm -hmm. to digest. It was like a really busy week at the office. Now, yeah. going back to game week 33, all the, the big projects are behind us. It, I'm a fan of this acronym. NMNB, no meetings, no bosses. I am viewing game week 33 as NMNB, no meetings, no bosses. Let's just sit back, relax, and relax and surf the internet all day. Wow, you're so chill. Where was this chilled yesterday? You you feel so you're so chill now. It's like you've it's like you had a I don't know like a Xanax before this podcast or something. I can't <laughs> no, believe it's relaxed actually, you are. 
Matthew McConaughey is your new co-host. <laughs> I think Game Week, the Game Week 32 free hit prep did kind of break me a little bit, though, too. I, I you know, I, I don't want to get too back, back into that too much, but it, there was a moment on Friday night where I was sort of, um, it was like 11 or 12, and I was like considering, like, again, like new options for my team, and I was like, I got to go to bed. I was like, I, don't, like, I, <laughs> yeah. I can't, I don't trust anything that I do after, after at, at this point. Like, I can't. Yeah. I'm not going to like, you know, swap out like a whole, like a whole new formation at, you know, at, at midnight, like that's not going to work out, you know? And I don't know, it's sort of, but I feel like that, like it was so, it was so much planning to go into that game week that, yeah, I kind of feel the same way with you. I'm like, all right, I, when game week 33 girls run, I have one decision to make, maybe mm-hmm. two, if I burn four, that's it. And I like, I'm, I'm looking because we're going to be right back here in a couple more days, you know, cause yep. we've got the, uh, wild card for 34. A lot of us do, you know? And so it's like right back into that, like, Oh my God, who do I have? There's too many players, um, yeah. situation. And I do hope that I hope the lesson of game week 32, uh, you know, you look at players like Bernardo Silva who really came through or Camarasa who came through and, you know, they, those, those players just, okay. Some people have them. Yes. But I mean, they're, you know, some of the criticism about there being kind of a template is true. You know, I think that people go and they see other people's teams and they, um, they either get nervous about having someone who's different or they think, oh, that's a good idea or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And you miss out on some real chances to come through. I mean, Marshall was in nobody's team, right? I didn't mm-hmm. see him in anybody's team. I'm sure someone's going to like tweet us and say, yeah, so he, he was in my team. I'm sure there's people out there who had him. They but, were going to get you know, a screen in, grab of Martial triple cap. Right, exactly. But in general, there was a, there was a lot of room this game week to be different. I, I wasn't particularly inclined to be different, to be honest. I, I'm sort of holding on to a lead in, in, our, in you know, our personal mini league, and I, I don't really – it, like going without Hazard, for example, was just something I didn't really feel like doing. Yeah. Um, you know, the Kane thing I do regret, but um, in general, I didn't mind being cautious. But if you were chasing, um, you know, or let's say you were 100 points back or something, um, this was definitely a game week to to make some to take a few calculated risks. I mean, it didn't mean you you didn't have to captain Aguero. That was probably kind of a lock move. But yeah. I think there's a lot of other players you could have you know people could have moved around but the reason i bring this up is because i think when people start thinking about game 34 you should keep this in mind this idea that like maybe you have to think about who above you what they have what they're going to do what are they likely to do and then try to be a little bit different um especially if you you know if you really want to win like some people just want to hold on to second or third place or whatever but um if you know if you really want to go for it i think um now is the time you know now is the time to that word differential and like i feel like all season we're like don't worry about it. Wait until later. Wait until later. Like that time is now here. We are in yeah. <laughs> like the <Yeah>. differential moment <laughs> has arrived. <laughs> the weirdest thing about being on free hit this week, now that I'm looking at my game week 33 squad, when I fired up the Liverpool Spurs match, it was the weirdest sensation to watch Andy Robertson, a player I've had since game week one play mm-hmm. and not be on my <laughs> fantasy team. It was very and be rooting against him. Yeah, and they had the beautiful assist. I mean, him and Trent both looked amazing. Virgil van Dyke. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. Liverpool defense, it was just like to not be without them. It was a loss of a security blanket. So just pulling yeah. out my Game Week 33 squad and seeing my old friends. Ah, Andy, how you been? Virgil, yep. Yep. looking great. You're so tall. <laughs> yeah, Robertson finished on three bonus points in the end, too. All right, we have a few questions here from the listeners that will just kind of help set the table here, right? Okay, first one it. comes from Gordon M. on our Slack channel. I just got my Game Week 31 team back after my Game Week 32 free hit, and oh my God, my God, the horror. Hazard, Felipe Anderson, Ricardo Pereira, Salah, Fabianski. I don't have a wild card. How do I stop the bleeding? I need triage. <laughs> Presumably need to get rid of my West Ham players first. 
So yeah, yeah I, I hear you, Gordon. I don't know how you feel about West Ham right now, Josh. I mean, I can guess. Not good. Yeah. Not good. But Not great, and what does Balbuena have to do to get his spot back in this garbage West Ham defense? Uh, I mean, I've, I've basically just held on to this, uh, this piece of trash for the last month with the hope uh, that yeah. he'd get back. It's been longer than that, right? You've had him for like 10 game weeks, haven't you? Yeah, Suck since he got his bench. yellow card yeah. and went out on an injury. And I thought, yeah. well, I'll just slot him on my bench until the time is right. The time is right, Belbuena. Yep, yep. So yeah, uh, West yeah, Ham yeah. is the first to go, right? Start with West Ham. I guess you've got to hold on to Chelsea, especially now that Hazard's been rested. I suppose I might end up captain Hazard for this West Ham match. I mean, I don't feel great about it, but... <laughs> yeah, um, busting, how, my busting how, how, captain, how could, yeah. Yeah, how could you? I, my busting captain is on Salah right now. I'll probably okay. change that. Um, uh, they play on Friday, too, which is a tricky thing. Um, that's a, a reminder, by the way, that this game week starts on Friday with a Liverpool-Southampton match. A little worrisome there. I could see... I don't know. Salah didn't play with the international break, though, so he should be fine to play. That assist may have given him some confidence, though. I, I, I'm i really not sure about my... I actually... You know, I have it on Salah. I may move it to Hazard, maybe just because they're on the road. Um, I mean, Southampton, like, kind of... They played better. Would it give you confidence, though, if you were hunting for a goal to the detriment of your team, and then when you score an own goal off the back of Toby Olderwild, mm-hmm. and everyone is cheering you, like, let's cheer for Salah. He really needs it. And he's thinking, like, well, I didn't actually score a goal. It's sort of. He looked, he looked pretty happy. I think it was fine. <laughs> I think okay. Fine. I mean, <laughs> right, they won. Enough. I mean, you know, it's uh, they won the match. They won the match in the 90th minute. Like it's it's all good. Like any way you can do it, you know. Um, yeah, it's uh, I I don't I don't know. I don't know if that gives him like goal scoring confidence or not. But um, maybe yeah. I just go without him as my captain. I, I, yeah. Also, it's not going to hurt you that much because I don't think he's going to be captain by that many people. All right, help me help me out because I feel like I'm I, I'm in the same boat here as Gordon, and I'm looking mm-hmm. at getting rid of Balbuena. Who mm-hmm. would you target to replace a West Ham defender with? I mean, just looking at the fixture yeah. list for 33. That's a good question. Lots yeah. of oddball fixtures here. Yeah. Well, okay. Let me let me pull Sorry, Brandon. Let me just pull up the uh, the the matches for 33. Oh, take your time. Yeah, no no problem. How I'll much just, do you have uh, in your bank, Brandon? If this, if this is a genuine question, I will try to answer it genuinely, like like it's the always cheating device shop. Uh, you So you have Belboina. You have how much money in the bank? I have three point two million dollars pounds <laughs> okay. in my bank, which so I could buy your Anybody. most expensive defender. The sky's the limit here. Well, you don't have, you don't have a Chelsea defender, right? So you could you could consider yep. one of those. Yep. Um, you could consider Pereira, who most people hate because uh, uh-huh. <laughs> he didn't do anything until the game week thirty two when they brought him out. But uh, assist, clean sheet in the last match. They play away to Huddersfield. Uh, that's a that's it's got to be tempting a little bit indeed yeah i think the chelsea shout is good um i think that they showed i mean what did they show against cardiff nothing they didn't show anything yeah yeah i don't know you don't want to end up in that um frame of mind where say i can spend up to seven million therefore i have to spend the seven million sure Um, but it's a one-week punt you know i mean you're gonna wild card the next week anyway so you know, I mean, if if you weren't wild carding the next week, then I guess that might change the the thinking a little yeah, bit. Right? Um, maybe maybe then you think about maybe maybe Kolasinic. Um, you know, if if you weren't wild carding thirty four, because he could do something in that Everton match for sure. And then they they have the double coming up in thirty five with Watt. You know, they play Watford in thirty four. 
I don't know. That might be that. That's a possibility. Yeah, you bring up the point that uh, FPL Arg and Ian Stimson did with game week thirty three players. Um, FPL Arg himself asked, so "Which game week thirty three players should we bring in? Should, we, should I worry too much if I'm going a wild card in thirty four? Ian says very much the same thing. So yeah, it, we should we should highlight if you're planning a wild card in thirty four. This is just kind of a cheeky punt, a situation in where you know you're not going to have to deal with the Pereira esque baggage that these players come from. Danny Bean has an interesting shout. Chelsea look like a great captain option in thirty three, but it's Chelsea. Would Bournemouth captaincy be interesting? I feel like it's been a while since we talked about our old friends, Callum Wilson, yeah. Frazier, Joshua King. I guess I'd feel better about it if uh, if I hadn't just like – I feel like I still got a little screw with the Callum Wilson thing um, yeah. and bringing him in and then Josh King coming through. And do you trust Wilson with a captaincy or any of those players? I, I don't. No, and Burnley, I think, is going to become a more and more interesting opponent for teams as they are, you know, staring down the barrel of relegation. We know Burnley and Dyche can play very defensive style football. Uh, so and just, you know, ha- though they haven't been great defensively all season, it just does make me worry about the captaincy uh, ceiling for a team yeah. that's going up against Burnley. Yeah, it does. It feels like um, they're just a little too – they have too much to play for too. Yeah. I mean, you know, Bournemouth don't really have anything to play for and Burnley are playing to stay up. Um, yeah. So that's that's always a little bit scary. Um, yeah, so I, I don't, I don't, I'm not feeling that one. Okay, so then, then let's just stick with the captaincy while we're talking about it. Um, so Chelsea and Liverpool are the standout favorites. Would a punt be a Leicester City player – I'm thinking about Jamie Vardy or basically only Jamie Vardy. Maybe James Madison is going to um, get into the conversation as the week goes on just because he's the sure. informed midfielder. It feels risky if you have Hazard in your team, for sure. Um, I, Higuain is not even in the conversation, obviously. He's got to lose a spot, right? Does he really start over over Giroud at midweek? How, like, how can he possibly? What has he done? I have so, like, seriously, I, have like, this... I, I, I posed this question on Twitter earlier, but like – I, this is an honest question for you. Can you name a like a and I'm not even being snarky here, but just like can you name a and I want a genuine answer if possible. Okay, is sure. there a single thing that he does that's better mm-hmm. than what Drew does? I, I'm not talking about five years ago, uh, Higuain, <laughs> but like right now, you know, does, is there a single thing he does that's better than Drew? Yeah, I mean, what Higuain is renowned for is his movement in the box. And mm-hmm. what Giroud is more renowned for is his holdup play. He sure. will play with his back to goal. So mm-hmm. you would assume that's what Sari is expecting to get a little more forward movement from his mm-hmm. striker. It's obviously not working. I, I also sure. go into okay. this conspiratorial way of thinking where what promises were made to Higuain to get him to come to Chelsea. I know he's yeah. worked with Sari in the past at Napoli and they've, they have a good history together, but was there an understanding that Higuain is the star man that he plays? Appearance guarantee or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that, that could play into it, honestly. But um, yeah. I, I think yeah. if you're sorry, you're, you're also playing for your job in the club, even if he mm-hmm. wants to stay, it's gotta be in his best interest to give Giroud some time on the pitch. Because it's not working for one Higuain. would think. Yeah, I guess we'll know more at midweek, and I guess that's how I feel about 
um, Danny Bean's question about Chelsea is uh, let's see how they look in midweek. I mean, if Hazard has a good match and picks up a goal or an assist, if Hazard blanks again at midweek, I don't know that I can captain him again for the, for the, for the West Ham match. You know, I mean, I just, how many times does this guy have to let me down before I finally yeah. yep. just give up on him? You know? Um, sure. so yeah, I, that's what's so that, what's that's the definition of solved. insanity. How does that, how right. does that old, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Axiom go. Yes. Um, yeah, exactly. All right. I, I don't know if we were for a second. <laughs> I don't know if we really need to talk about Lester anymore, but with brutal precision, no. as Lester seemed frightfully keen, worth a double up. So if you're, if you have, I don't know, is this like super punty to just throw Callum Wilson out and bring in Jamie Vardy? That seems a little punty. I mean, Bournemouth are home, yeah. You know, to Burnley, I, I don't see that as a as a real net gain. I um, bringing in what, like, I mean, Higuain. What about Higuain to to Vardy? That's yeah. I think you're right there. That's more that's more rational. Um, yeah, easier surely. move to make probably too money wise. Yeah. Uh, if I didn't have another move to make, I mean, I, Felipe Anderson is injured. He's also playing away to Chelsea. Felipe Anderson to Madison feels like the very like just the I, I could make that move today, right? Like there's no um, that's just an easy move to make. There's there's really no point in overthinking it. I mean, for me, the only question is, and that that will be the move I make, barring any injuries. Um, but I've got three million in the bank, so I don't have like any money worries to get factor in. So I'm just going to wait until Friday just in case someone gets injured or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, the question for me is whether I burn four. Uh, and if I burn four, I, w- I would do it probably to double up on on Lester um, yeah. and drop Higuain. Because, I mean, I, 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 I honestly think there's a chance that he doesn't keep starting these matches because he's yeah. just not doing anything. You know, I mean, did, what, some stat he didn't have a single touch in the box in the first half to Cardiff. I mean, a Cardiff <laughs> team that like, like concedes, you know, two to five goals for fun, like in every yeah. match. It's it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tommy actually tweeted at us about the great forgotten team and all of this Mm -hmm. uh, chatter with a game in 33 and a double in 35, which Arsenal midfield assets are worthwhile. I'm not on any of them at the moment. Then who? So we just have totally forgotten about Arsenal because they blanked in 31 is is surely the reason why. But I think they're a team you can look at if you're especially without a wild card. Because yeah. Arsenal will have a double coming up. I mean, any any yeah. any intriguing assets there for you? Yeah, I think the answer is easy. There there are none. Uh, there are no midfield assets I would want in Arsenal. Uh, there are none that I would consider. Um, there are none that I trust. Um, I don't really want any of their defenders either. And uh, but I like their forwards. You know, I mean, I like Aubameyang and Lacazette. I'll probably have one of the two in my wild card. Um, you know, I was thinking of Aubameyang, but Lacazette might be easier to fit to 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 fit in you know i mean mm-hmm. he's 1.5 million cheaper he's just as good a foreign let's do it feels like arsenal played a match in about a month right i know How it has been ages yeah played yeah i know so yeah i guess you can write all the form stuff out the window now like let's see how they look tomorrow and and mm-hmm. and, and you know let's, let's let's say that for next week's pot yeah i mean I, do you need do you feel like you need anybody for 33 for them I and mean, they play away to everton everton in decent form I, I i don't see a need to bring in an arsenal player before that match no, I agree. It's just one of those matches that anything could happen, and I'd believe it. So I don't. Yeah. Uh, I just don't trust myself to get it right for yeah, one fixture. Same. Same. All right. Final question, Brandon. Albert McGuckin says, "Can you explain how this XG thing I keep hearing about works?" Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I we we were talking about this, you and I, Josh, and we thought, well, instead of just 
two random guys who don't have real math stats backgrounds trying to explain <laughs> what exactly XG is. Why not? Why don't we just turn this into a fun competition for our right. listeners? So there was a competition a while back, not from us. I don't remember who. Can you mm-hmm. draw a picture that clearly explains the offside rule? So yes. why not? Why not try the same thing with XG? So we'll put out the call to our listeners. Can you create one single image? It could yep. be a, a chart, an infographic, uh, just a, a cartoon drawing, if you like. That clearly can explains, have some words. Yeah, if if you like, if, if you feel like that helps. And mm-hmm. I think what we should do, Josh, is we'll just pick the one that we like the best, and we'll come up with a cool prize to send you. Um, so if you think you know what XG is, if you think you can explain it in one single image that we can share out on our social media. Uh, just tweet it at us, Instagram it at us, email it to us, or or uh, however you want to do it. Should we give away like a T-shirt for the winner? Definitely. Yeah, you want a right. T-shirt? We can All do right. a T-shirt. The winning, the winning illustration or graphic, whatever you choose. Okay, so you can go into Photoshop or you can do it on a Word doc. I don't care. But whatever does it the best that we like the most, the winner will get a free T-shirt. Uh, you know, shipping included. <laughs> we'll, we'll send it out yeah. to you. We won't send a, <laughs> uh, a a payment on delivery for the shipping. No. <laughs> we'll send, but we will send it anywhere in the world. Uh, there are, the shipper that we use for our for our merch shop wants to ship anywhere in the world. So, if you want to submit anywhere in the world, uh, explain XG to a fantasy manager. Uh, I mean, you don't have to talk about fantasy in your in your illustration, but just if you can just explain F- XG in a way that like every time someone talks about XG or asks what it is, we just have this graphic. And we say, here, use this. Take this. All right. Uh, <laughs> and we'll put it up on our website as well. So uh, that's the competition. I love it. Let's do this. Awesome. Great. All right. So that's Game Week 33 and XG in a nutshell. And that's mm-hmm. the podcast, right? Anything else we need to cover, Josh? No, I don't, I don't think so. I was looking ahead at the, the, the spread of matches. It's kind of funny. There's only uh, six matches, but they're spread across four days, uh, yeah. which is kind of funny. You got the Liverpool, Southampton. This is, so many, this, Brandon, this is a bad week to be busy at work, right? <laughs> if you're an American, there's so many games. Yeah. It's like every single day, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Sunday's matches are dreadful. Um, and uh, or Saturday's matches are dreadful. Sunday Sunday's kind of fun. You got Everton, Arsenal, and then uh, Chelsea, West Ham. You know what? I honestly wonder if I might end up going – Hazard captain just because he plays four days after Salah and if yeah. Salah blanks, yeah. uh, the thought of having to wait three days to see my ranking crater uh, when Hazard <laughs> goes off would be excruciating. Excruciating. Yeah. Uh, all right. So if you'd like to support the podcast, mention at the top of the pod, uh, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. If you just want to uh, say thank you to us, but you don't want to uh, become a patron, which is which is fine. It hurts Brandon. I'm fine. Don't worry about me, guys. But Brandon, he takes it very personally. Uh, My just silence to, right now says everything you need to know. <laughs> just go to your your podcast provider, iTunes Store or SoundCloud, Stitcher, whatever you use. Uh, and actually, I don't think you can do uh, ratings reviews on SoundCloud. But whatever whatever podcast listener you listen to, if it's not SoundCloud, uh, if you go in and rate and review the podcast, that is really sincerely appreciated. It helps make sure that more people uh, you know, actually find the podcast and share it out. So. Uh, that would be uh, what I would love. Absolutely. And uh, thank you, as always, to our producers, Mike DiPietro, Stephen Toomey, Sam Street, Carl Rasmus, Lenny Granley, Chris Howell, Rafi Khan, Martin Savage, Rick Brailsford, Jim Payne, Adam Benjamin, Max Chamberlain, Brian T., Trevor Ingerson, Chris Carter, DeBig Gafford, Danny Evans, Bobus Kuhn, The Notorious Hus B.I.G., Ben Grant, James Holland, Matt Ritter, and Oyvind Anderson. 
Follow us on Twitter at Hail Cheaters, Instagram at Hail Cheaters, Facebook.com slash always cheating. Send us an email, hailcheaters at gmail.com. For all this information and more, you can find us at alwayscheating.com. That's on the World Wide Web. Just point and click with your mouse, type it in. And uh, you can even see a picture of what Josh and I look like on our website. Isn't that fun? <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> Download it. To, yeah, work yeah, it into your graphic about XG. You like, you know. <laughs> extra, extra bonus points. All right. Well, that, that's the pod, Brandon. One of our shortest pods of the year, I would say. But, you know, we wanted to get this one out quick because, uh, you know, with the match starting on Friday and uh, we, wanted, we wanted this to be a little evergreen, as they say, um, you yeah. know, not, not too specific to, you know, because things are going to change so much for the next few days. So good luck to everybody. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Cool. I'll, and I'll, I'll see, I'll talk, be talking to our Patreons later on this week on our KTS uh, pod. So I'll reveal excellent. my game week 33 team then. Oh, All right, excellent. Josh. Good. Yeah. Talk, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.